Are you ready to overcome the complexities and burdens that come with your success? Join the team at Centura Wealth Advisory in the Live Life Liberated podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Live Life Liberated with the team from Centura Wealth Advisory. Today, Jonathan Freeman is in the hot seat with a guest. Jonathan, who'd you brought on the show today? Hey, Eric. Good morning and uh, thanks for that intro. Yeah. Well, today I've got Mitch Simon. Mitch is a business coach, a leader coach, and someone that I've known for a good number of years. He is located in San Diego, but um, I think serves clients all over the world. And I'm really excited to have him in today to share a little bit about his business model, what he's helped, how he helps serve his clients. And he's actually a a business coach for us as a firm. So we've had some very direct hands-on experience with Mitch and uh, that always provides both education and excitement when we have one of his sessions on a monthly basis. So Mitch, good morning. Welcome to uh, Live Life Liberated. How are you? I'm doing well, Jonathan. Uh, Good to hear you and uh, good to meet you, Eric. Nice meeting you too. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Now, Mitch, are you really being transparent? Because you just said you're doing well, and that doesn't really sound accurate. I Yes, Jonathan, I'm doing unbelievable, Jonathan, as you and I know. <laughs> well done. That's what I like to hear. I just want to make sure our energy level's right where yes. our audience wants to see it. Yeah, that's, a, that's an Excellent. inside joke. Inside joke Jonathan and I have when we... Uh, <laughs> We met, we, I think we've known each other for, it has to be at least 15 years. And I think one of the first workshops we went to was a a speaker just, when everyone asks you how you're doing, you just say, unbelievable. So I'm unbelievable, Jonathan. Well, you know, in doing my research, I was looking at uh, your website and I saw a picture from one of your first leadership groups and the guys in the picture, now this is probably again, 10 plus years ago, had a lot more hair, Yes, uh, were younger (laughs) and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that same crew, uh, I, I continue to both be friends with and, and track their careers over time. And it's really interesting to see how you have had such an impact on people's lives as business, as coaches, as business leaders, as professionals. And now to see where they're at in their career, that's got to be pretty rewarding. It is. It's um, thank you for that. I, I try to stay humble around this stuff because I really... I really went into um, I went into leadership coaching and business coaching just because I had suffered so much pain working for the man, you know, working in big big corporations. And I just, I mean, I do this because I love I love to um, see people grow and achieve their full potential. And then, yeah, it's it's kind of neat to see how people's lives have changed because I worked with them. So yeah, I'm. I'm pretty humble about it, but I, I'm very serious about what I do. Yeah. And, and I mean, I really, when people ask me who who is Mitch, I, I, I look at you as not just a business coach, but an entrepreneur and you've, you've evolved, but I'd really like to help our listening on an audience, understand how you got to where you're at. Cause you, like you said, you were what you call it a corporate peon or whatever, but you worked in large corporate America and found that you wanted to go out on a different path. Tell us a little bit about what that story, how that transformed or transpired. Yeah, great. So, you know, uh, long story long is, you know, I started, I got a JD MBA at UCLA and went straight into Hollywood because that's what you did when you went to UCLA business school was really bored, let's just say, in Hollywood, then went back to San Diego because I'd gone to UCSD and got into high tech, 
was at a company for five years. It was a monopoly and it was absolutely miserable. I happened to have a couple of contracts with a little tiny company then called Nokia. And I quickly switched to Nokia and spent seven years there. And the reason why I loved it so much was that they were big into leadership development. So pretty much my first year, 50% work, 50% leadership development, no kidding. When I got to Nokia, it was, a, it was an incredible, incredible culture. By the time I left Nokia, it was a miserable, miserable place to be. So I had this, I had this kind of gift of incredible leadership development and a gift of horrible leadership. It's a dichotomy. I call it a gift because what it what it did is it basically just irked me on. It edged me on to say, you know what, you need to go out there and you need to stop the pain. And so what happened was seven years into Nokia, it was post 9-11. They started to let people go like one a day. I happened to have a business coach at the time and I, I called her up and I said, Max, I said, I, I just got I just got laid off. And she says, unbelievable. I mean, she said, fantastic, because now you need to go out and be a business coach. That got me into coaching was having a coach, having so much leadership development and having so much pain. And so what I did then was on top of all my degrees, 2002, I go to a coaching program in San Francisco. It's called New Ventures West. I was actually led to that program through a contact at the Ken Blanchard company. And I was introduced to ontological coaching, which we don't need to go into, but it, it was really a, Jonathan, it was a huge slap in the face, basically said, I don't care if you have degrees. I don't care if you have like 14 years of experience in the corporate world. You don't know anything. And I was really confronted with really not knowing what it is to be a leader, to be a human being, to really lead a, a fulfilled life. And that was uh, my story and my adventure. And then so starting out, I, I basically did what coaches do, which is one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I would call people up and I would say, hey, I'm a coach. And then I'd hear click. And then so finally, finally, I was lucky enough to meet a friend in the neighborhood. His name is Glenn Arnold, who you know, Jonathan. And Glenn says, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try because Glenn was into everything. Glenn is one of the most successful brokers in San Diego. So then Glenn Arnold says, you need to meet my CEO. And, and that was John Frager. Now, John Frager today runs CBRE on the West Coast, if not the entire Southwest. Back then, John Frager ran a tiny little brokerage called BRE Commercial. He basically said, I'm looking for a program to to develop my senior brokers. And I turned to John and I said, you know what? Senior brokers, they're pretty much dead already. I'm like, why don't we work on the young guys? And then we started talking, he says, yeah, you know what? John Frager said, I've got, I, my vision now is to really build the future of the San Diego commercial real estate industry. And so John, Frager and I put together this program where we ran probably around 40 to 50 brokers, young brokers through this program and some of the young execs at BRE Commercial, which then became 700 different companies before it's now Cushman and Wakefield. And it was through that that I started to move from one-on-one -on -one coaching to basically doing team development, team coaching, working on strategy working on vision, working on uh, team strategy, and really, as, as Jonathan said, moving these young guys from, they started at about 24,000 a year, to now I, I saw one of them last week, and his team will bring in $6 million. 
So, right. so it was, it's right. nice to see that impact. Now it was, it was John Frager who went on to hire Jonathan Freeman to be his CFO. And that's how I met Jonathan. That is a true statement. So you talked a little bit about how your business has evolved and now you're in leadership development at a multiple different levels. Who's your ideal client? I mean, who do you serve today? And, and for our listening audience who might either be a business owner or perhaps they're just like Glenn Arnold and they want to help grow their organization and need some outside help, who, who would, would be your ideal um, client? So my ideal client, you know, I would say my ideal client today is uh, his name is Adam Francis. He's a young CEO running a wildly successful young company, Host Healthcare, which is um, it happens to be a travel nursing company. And what I get to do, I have a privilege of working for this company, is I get to work with the leadership team and really shape the leadership team into becoming a high performance team. And I do that through working with the leadership team on leadership development as a team, as well as working with the leadership team every month to do a monthly visionary meeting, every quarter to do a quarterly strategy meeting, really set our goals for the quarter, also review our, our last quarter's success. And then every year we set an annual plan so my ideal company is, is, a, is a young, vibrant company that is just killing it in the market. So they just announced they hired 67 people last quarter. Wow. It took them five years to get to 67 people. And so they are just clicking uh, and they're just really, really growing. And then there's been a couple other companies I'm working with a subcontractor, I'm working with a software development company, I'm working with a, a pharma company. All of them are young, vibrant companies that are growing like crazy. And the reason why they can contain the growth is because I've been in the faces of almost all of their employees, in a, in a couple of cases, pretty much every employee, to help them learn how to become a leader inside the company, whether they have a leadership position or not. So Mitch, you, you said high performance teams and many people might have a definition of that in their heads, but this is a really a specialty area for you. And, and if you were to try and define it for our, our listening audience, what does a high performance team really look like? One, one of the things that we did, Jonathan, is when, with Jonathan's company, it was, I think about three years ago, it was before the pandemic, is we took Jonathan's entire company, this is Centura, we played a game, it's called Fresh Biz, and the gist of the game is, it's a game about collaboration. I set it up with the, the entire company, I say, hey everybody, this is a game about collaboration, uh, we're going we're gonna to learn about collaboration in this game, if you want to win the game, it's, you need to collaborate. And so what I'd like you to do is to collaborate so you can win the game. And when we play this game, no one collaborates. It's the freakiest thing. And that's because... I, I can attest to that. <laughs> yes. It's the freakiest thing. And it happens every single time. And that's because for some reason, and we've played this game throughout the world, so it has nothing to do with the United States and Western culture because they play it in, in Eastern, company, Eastern countries as well. As humans, we don't take on this, I would say, a character or, or being of looking at life as, as a collaborative quest. So 
so if you would, you would talk about my my business philosophy, right, or, or what I see as a, as the the crux of a high performance team, is that we're all like little specks on this this little dot floating around in, in, in the universe with seven billion other humans on, on the planet. And we try and do life on our own. In fact, Western culture t- tells us to do life on our own. When in fact, if we can look at, at life as a collaborative quest, which means that, that I'm here to be a part of us, to develop ourselves and develop myself so i'm gonna have your back and you're gonna have my back and what's mine is yours and what yours is 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 ours and you're gonna make me better because i'm gonna make you better as a human being and so when we get together we're completely transparent i want to put it all out there because if i'm holding something back that doesn't help you and it doesn't help me and so this whole joining together of when we come to work every day, whether it's in person now or, or virtual, it's I know going in that you're here to make my life great and I'm here to make your life great. Wow. And when That's teams get this, a- <laughs> it's like, it's pretty deep, but it's, it's, I see it. <laughs> I have to sit back and really internalize that. <laughs> yeah. I saw it, you know, I saw it at C- CDC Small Business Finance. I'd worked with that, with that bank. For about five years by the sixth by, by the end of the fifth year i could see they got it and they said you guys don't need me anymore they really had matured from i'm i'm here to fulfill my career to i'm here to really have a blast and to hold the next person accountable for being amazing and to hold the, our whole team accountable for being amazing and then of course all the conversations shift now of course you need a lot of trust there but the gist of the game at the end of this game called Fresh Biz is you guys, was, wasn't this fun? Wasn't this more fun when we were working together and supporting each other? And I was like, yeah, it was more fun. It's like, well, why don't you treat your life like that? So, so I feel, that, I feel that, that work is the last bastion of personal development. We don't get coaching and the support that we used to when we had these families, not, and not just mom, dad, and kids at home, but was mom, dad, kids, grandparents, great-grandparents. You know, not that many people go to church or synagogue anymore. Not that many people are actually, not, not many kids are playing sports as much as they did. They're not as, outside as much. So where can you actually develop yourself as a human? I believe that that is at work, where you spend most of your life. That's my philosophy. And so for companies like centura or for like host healthcare or for now like catalyst biosciences in san francisco what's happening is they're involved in in work being this collaborative quest for them becoming great human beings the workplace is a new frontier for personal development i believe so wow that really requires transparency and openness which in many cases in most i guess i'll call it traditional work environments people don't think about being open as a prerequisite or a mandatory way of, of of developing in their job or being successful agreed and then of course the big the big buzzword now is psychological safety and that psychological safety is, is the safety to be yourself say anything and of course you know just giving a plug to centura wealth advisory that's what we've created over the last couple of years is every single month we get on the phone and yes i'm i'm teaching some content but really what we're doing is where we're asking people to be fully transparent about what they need where they're going how they can support each other 
But most of all, it's when you when you have that full transparency and we're not afraid to to do anything, we start serving clients at a much higher level. In fact, we even bring clients into what we're doing and we're saying like, look, we are here as a bunch of humans on the planet working to make ourselves better. And as we we work to make ourselves better, we're going to be able to serve you so much better. Now, I don't know if it's a coincidence. I don't think so. But, you know, because of the work that we started, Jonathan and I, with Centura, with this monthly, I don't even know what you call it, this monthly session, this company, Centura, they're growing like crazy. And their their turnover is like marginally nothing. And so that's what you get. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. So you're, we're we're now post pandemic or post we are in a ongoing ah. pandemic, and um, as part of your your podcast series, which we'll talk about it in a minute, really focus on is leadership in a virtual, remote like setting. It it obviously has changed the game, but what are some of the kind of top of mind business challenges that you see your clients grappling with, and and how have your coaching or your your areas of focus really help them continue that success that they've been on and uh, grapple with the new reality. What we just spoke about really goes hand in hand with the new reality, which is that people are not coming to work as much. And we're seeing a little bit of a turn right now. But for the most part, at least the the companies I'm working with, um, many of them are still pretty much 90 to 95% at home. And so the I would say the first issue right now is is maintaining a culture when everyone is isolated and many people start to be very, very lonely. And that's, in fact, why we started the podcast, which is called Team Anywhere or team-anywhere.com, was to really grapple with this problem. Like, how do you keep people connected? How do you, how do you, you know, my, my biggest, you know, question was, how would I, how would I keep a young, very talented employee who's in front of his or her computer typing on his keyboard or her keyboard and going from working for company A to getting an email saying, hey, I'll pay you $10,000 more and then going, bye-bye, here I am now working in, in four seconds for company B. So the, the biggest challenge is how do you keep the culture and your differentiation and connectivity? Because what we know about what keeps people in a certain job is the, is the connection and the relationship between the people that you're with. So the, the opportunity really is for team leaders and teams to get just so much more vulnerable and transparent and real because the, the vulnerability and transparency and realness starts to replace, although it can't, it can't completely replace, but it, it, it makes it sufficient to keep people connected to each other and to stay with the company. So with this collaborative quest is I am personally invested in you and you're personally invested in me and I, I'm not going to leave because, because we have this relationship um, and this relationship is, is one of growth and development. And most likely, I'm not going to get that anywhere else. There's not many companies like Centura Wealth Advisory in terms of the level of depth of conversation. And I'm sure that when anyone, God forbid, leaves the company, they're not going to see it. They're, they're going to cry. They're like, this is, no. I, you're, you're going to get to more of these superficial types of relationships. So, so leaders are grappling with this. They're grappling with turnover. 
And what I've seen the greatest leaders do is really pull the vulnerability card out and build vulnerability, not only leader to, to the employees, but also employee to employee. Yeah, that, that culture and connectivity is, is so true in terms of what we're trying to accomplish because it used to, before the pandemic, everyone was in San Diego. We, we had one office located in our headquarters and we really transformed our, our operating model when we began to say, hey, where's the best talent? How do we hire and recruit the best talent? And they might not be in San Diego and they might not want to live in San Diego. And that really has expanded our horizon, brought in some fantastic people, but trying to maintain that culture, which was so fundamental to who we are and how we serve our clients became the next major challenge as we were trying to, to keep these people connected. You know, again, you have to do it on video and other means, but that's, you know, so critical to keeping the bond and, and everyone challenged, excited and, and feeling like they're on the same mission and on the same train. And I would, I would like to add to that, Jonathan. I think we, I think we heightened the culture. So whatever the culture was, I think through the work that we've done is we've heightened that culture. We've, we've grown, let's say intensity in terms of this is a culture of personal development and this is a culture of full transparency and this is a culture of vulnerability. And we were able to do that even in a completely 100% virtual environment. I agree. Yeah. And that's, that was the big thing that you helped us continue and, and, and enhance for sure. Because prior to that, we had been doing uh, a certain amount of leadership development, but we really expanded that, opened the curtain, brought everyone into the same room, virtual room. And really, you've, you've really helped us continue that march. And uh, it's, it's, seen day in and day out and the way people show up to work, the way they interact on teams and their level of engagement within the organization and, and really helping the people we serve. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And in the end, it's been fun. Yeah, that's always uh, trumps everything else. Well, Mitch, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to come sit down with me and, and talk about your business and, and how you've helped us and hopefully as others listen to this and they're in a similar situation with a very successful company that's growing or they want help in their organization, they know someone that they can turn to and you can come rescue them like you've done many other companies that I'm aware of. So Mitch, for those that are interested, could you just provide your contact information uh, if they want to get a hold of you? Sure. So um, easiest is to go to our website, which is simonleadershipalliance.com. So simonleadershipalliance.com. You can email me at any time, msimon at simonleadershipalliance.com. And then, like I mentioned before, our podcast is team-anywhere.com. And then we also have a lot of uh, snippets of our podcast, and that's on Instagram at teamcoachmitch. So those are all different ways to get a hold of us. And I'd love to uh, have a conversation with you if you're interested in um, learning more about us. Fantastic. Eric, over to you. 
this was a great podcast. I mean, wonderful information. Mitch, I love it. I love uh, coaching is is, uh, ingrained in my heart. And I know that companies out there uh, that want to experience that kind of growth, they just don't know what they're searching for. And so I love the fact that Jonathan brought you on the show and and let you have that voice today. So thank you so much for being on the show. Of course, Jonathan, thank you for bringing him on the show. And our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life Liberated podcast with the team from Centura Wealth Advisory. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when they come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Centura Wealth Advisory, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Live Life Liberated podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Centura Wealth Advisory. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Centura Wealth Advisory, Centura, is an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in San Diego, California. Centura and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration and notice filing requirements imposed on SEC-registered investment advisors, in which Centura maintains clients. Centura may only transact business in those states in which it is notice filed or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from notice filing requirements. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Tax relief varies based on client circumstances and all clients do not achieve the same results. 